It's it's Tom. It's Tom Canseco. This is Elgarto, and welcome to the Bad For You podcast special presentation of my close personal friend, Jose Canseco. During the making of this episode, we came up with the idea of maybe trying to get Jose on the podcast. So I texted him for a couple weeks off and on, and uh, basically it ended with him telling me he needs $3,000 for a five-minute phone interview. So it didn't happen, which is a shame because I wanted to ask him about a lot of stuff. We all know him as, like, the famous steroid snitch from baseball and that kind of thing. But, like, I want to ask him about in 2011 when he was uh, paid $5,000 to take part in celebrity boxing but instead sent his twin brother in his place. I wanted to ask him about in 2013 when he got pulled over by police and his car was full of goats that were wearing diapers. Uh, Jose claimed that one of the goats was probably in heat because it was staring him down. So he thinks he's attractive to goats. And I really wanted to ask him about 2014, where he was playing with a loaded gun and shot his finger off. I wanted to ask him how it felt. I wanted to ask him, you know, just how it really went down. Um, and I wanted to ask him about if he ended up uh, hearing from his girlfriend at the time about all the famous celebrities that were texting and making sure he was all right. But I guess it'll have to be another time. All right, so I got Meryl here, and we're trying to remember how our glorious relationship with Jose Canseco started and some important facts along the way to where we are now. Yeah, we have a very good friendship with him, and I think it would be nice to walk down memory lane to see how it all started. Yeah, so like like 2012-ish, he was playing minor league baseball in Worcester. Yeah, Worcester Tornadoes, making $1,000 a month, which is unreal. Yeah, and he's probably the only guy who had a book out on the team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was, like, so famous, and now he's playing in Worcester for, like, chump change. So, like, I guess he would go to bars and try to hit on, the, like, the waitresses or whatever, and he uh, left his number with this one girl, <clears throat> telling, telling her to call him. And this girl knew Senecal and gave Senecal the number. Yeah. And Senecal gave me the number eventually, and we kind of just started texting him and calling him like here and there and like it never worked like he never picked up or responded right I don't know yeah I don't know it was definitely a slow start yeah but then he like he just started responding (laughs) yeah then he started taking our calls because I think he realized you know how important we were and how we'd help his career exactly he he would ask how he got his number and this and that but then other times you just you know he wouldn't be worried about that yeah you know I'd, I'd send like Christmas wishes or Easter ones he send him back. Yeah, he didn't. He definitely didn't know how to save numbers because we'd call on like the same phones, pretend to be different people. Yeah, and he'd always ask who it was. He would threaten us that he was gonna 
have Verizon block us. Yeah. But they didn't know who we were. Yeah. He would tell us, like, we'd invite him to group chats and he couldn't leave because he had an Android. Yeah. And he'd get pissed and he would tell us to, to let him out or he's going to call it, uh, Verizon on us. Yeah, he was in our fantasy basketball uh, group <laughs> chat, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, we tried, like, getting him. I also had Riff Rap's number and uh, who also liked to text me. And uh, also Donald Trump's number. The and, president. Yeah. And, uh, we tried making a group chat with all three of them that didn't go over. Yeah. Didn't happen. I thought they'd be good friends because they're all like morons. Mm -hmm. I did use some Jose Canseco riffraff stuff for a bit. That was kind of cool. But, hey, we would call them every once in a while. Um, there's a good call that we'll play on here where Meryl calls him and... Yeah, this was, I think, when the dam really broke, when our friendship, like, really started to blossom. <laughs> yeah, we we called him at uh, Garrett's parents' house. Your mom was with us, mm -hmm. and she, she was cracking up. And he actually picked up, and I was not expecting him to pick up. And I got super nervous, because I was talking to Jose Canseco, who I, like, watched play as a kid. And he asked who it was, and I, like, froze, so I said, uh, your, your cousin? <laughs> and I couldn't remember, I don't know what name I used, but I was like, yeah, you know, it's John Canseco. <laughs> and he's like, What? And we tried, like, talking to him more, but he hung up. But I think that really no, got the idea in our heads, like... It was like, you're like, it's like, them. whatever the name was, you're like, it's John. And he's like, John who? And you're like, I'm like, Kitsenko. <laughs> <laughs> you said Kitsenko. And it was, it was a great moment. But anyway, so, <clears throat> so we, like, we did that for a long time, and that was fun. Sometimes he'd be mad, other times he wouldn't uh, remember us, and... Like any friendship, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then one day he was... Play with a gun and blew up his finger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he shot himself in the finger, which like, I don't really know how you do that, but he did. And obviously, like you know, good friends, we sent him some get well texts. Yeah, but it, it was since he was in the emergency room, it was his girlfriend who was answering, and she kept asking, "Who is this? Who is this?" When we're texting, yeah. so we all came with the idea we should start becoming different celebrities that are texting him. Yeah, so he like felt you know wanted by you know famous people. There was Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Mo Vaughn, there's a couple others, and yeah. she'd always be like, oh, I didn't know you two were friends, and I'm like, oh yeah, we go way back, like, I think we actually made Jose look way cooler in, in front of her. Yeah, he definitely, he definitely had sex in it, I think. Yeah, yeah, but even though his hand was gone. <laughs> his, uh, it's probably the quickest rate of blow your finger off to having sex that he's ever had. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely it'll be a world record. <laughs> so... So anyway, like that's going on, and then that those texts uh, end up on like the Chicago bar stool. Yeah. And my parents loved that. They they would show their friends that like there's a story of us like pranking Jose Canseco on the internet. That was like really cool. My parents to show their friends. <laughs> they were like really proud of me. It's a good accomplishment. Yeah, they told everyone about that for a year, and then when they would ever hear about Jose Canseco, they'd tell me like, "Yes, we were talking about this." My mom was actually sending me pictures from the newspaper she took of Jose Canseco being in the newspaper. <laughs> Yeah. So it's part of the family. Yeah, so like that was awesome for a while. And then like we would follow him on Twitter and then he just randomly one time was like His Twitter's insane by the way. You should definitely like go look at it. It's I, I, I have this theory that someone told him it was like they gave him the app and like this is a private diary, like only you can read it and he just types stuff out because like like yeah. no normal person would tweet the, the He's like an accidental things. Twitter god. Yeah. So he like one time posted like you know, I'd really like to uh voice an alien overlord in a cartoon yeah. so <laughs> we su we supplied him the opportunity we uh texted him we said uh 
hey, uh, we met, you know, something like we met some point, like, you know, when your film premiered in Boston, I think. Or yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, what was that? I don't know, but anyway, yeah. so we're like, we're like, uh, we heard through the grapevine that you, you wanted to uh, voice an alien overlord in the cartoon. <laughs> yeah, like super specific. <laughs> like the next day. Yeah. And uh, he did. Yeah, he was into it. And so we realized, like, we had a, we had a live one. So we, <laughs> we had to, like, figure out, like, how to make this happen. And I think that's where Rick Delingus comes in. Yeah, Rick Delingus shows up. He's, like, who, like, the middleman who has him get to know or meet the uh, writers of the show? Yeah, so I, I played Rick Delingus. Ben, uh, what's Ben's last name? Wheeler. Ben Wheeler came up with that name. Uh, great uh, job by him because that name is so funny to me. Rick Delingus. And that was me. And I, like, pretended that I met Jose at, yeah, like, at a premiere or something. And I, I remember talking to him how he wanted to be involved in, like, showbiz. And Jose believed all of this. Yeah, so, like, we have, like, we have a fake name of the show called Planet Crashers. We make Outer Limits Productions at our company. Yeah. We have fake Twitters, uh, like, Twitters going on with that and, like, the other characters. And, like, we're ready to go. And we're trying to... We're t asking Jose if he'll want to try out for the show via Skype, so he's not to come all the way to Boston, you know. Yeah. And he's that was the goal. Is like we wanted him to be on Skype where we we could record him reading the stupid things we wrote. <laughs> yeah. So, so he kept asking like about money or something. Yeah. Well, but meanwhile, we had that call. Yeah. Okay, we had that call. Yeah. Meanwhile, we got together and wrote a full script of, of cartoon we think that Jose Canseco would like. Yeah, yeah, we actually sat down and like I looked up like how a script actually looks and I put like a confidential watermark on it which I really... <laughs> it like, looks really official. Yeah, yeah, like it would definitely fool him and uh, and yeah, the thing is I talked to him on the phone as Rick Delingus and we'll, yeah, that audio will play sometime during this podcast but uh, he actually was way more official like he like knew way more than I thought he would like I really thought he'd like like fall for it instantly he's like oh you gotta have this you gotta have that so we like we're scrambling a bit to like make it seem legit so we uh typed up a letter <laughs> for him we'll read that too before uh do you want to read it now or you want to read it later oh, yeah read it now all right dear mr canseco we are thrilled that our mutual colleague rick delingus connected us with this cool project we have been developing the show for several years now, and the fact that you are interested, the week after a major comedy channel asked us to send in some materials, is more than just luck. It's fate. Also, one note about this letter and the script you'll be hearing is we don't think, we weren't trying to be funny. We were trying to write ridiculous things for Jose Canseco to read. Yeah, like we wanted him to say funny stuff, we'd have recordings of him saying the stuff, and at the same time we are trying to write a cartoon that would be dumb enough where he would think it was cool yeah yeah we were like trying to like imitate family guy in a way like to try to like rope him in and i had like self park a lot too like, yeah yeah you know just it, we i think we use the word crude a lot to try to get him uh interested. yeah yeah so our production company outside limits productions has a vision for a smart but edgy animated comedy about an alien who crash lands on the white house lawn briefly meeting president obama uh, the alien's name is Sklarg, uh, hopefully voiced by you, Jose. That was that was the character you play. Finds a planet just as crazy and complex as we ourselves find it, but from an alien perspective. <laughs> Sklarg then teams up with an unassuming young man, Bucky, which we changed his name when we wrote the script. I don't know why. Uh, his name's Casey in the script, but who needs a friend, and the two begin adventuring throughout America, getting into all kinds of mischief and fun. Sklarg is a rough-and-tumble guy who teaches Bucky how to live a wild life. The working title for the show is Planet Crashers, which I think is actually a sick name. Yeah, it's 
I think Bucky changes because at one point in the script it has to be like mistaken for. Oh yeah, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> We're like smarter than I remember. Uh, this show will appeal to adults and post preteens who will, and will air after midnight. Post preteens. <laughs> yeah. It'll air after midnight, so we can be pretty much we can be as crude as we want. Encloses a script for the pilot and some draft artwork, so you can become familiar with the character and writing style. Jose, please feel free to offer any insight, ideas, and jokes. We would love to hear it. After you study it, we think a quick video conference audition with our team will be enough to cut a reel, which we can then package and send to our representatives at the studio. So, Jose, we at OLP, abbreviating Outer Limits, Outside Limits Productions, um, hope you enjoy the materials we have put together for you. We trust Rick's judgment about your commitment and talent, so we think it best for you to communicate with him about your availability for the video audition. He will follow up to schedule a time. Until we next speak, best wishes. And that was signed uh, DJ Rowan, which was Garrett's character, who was the creative director at Outside Limits. I made a PS saying, Jose, we can't seem to settle on the perfect opening song for the show. Any ideas? Because I really wanted to know like what his favorite song was that he wanted to include. Yeah, like some, hilarious. some like Shine Down song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, he had something cool like that. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like we're all ready to go, and then like most things that we do, we just never follow through to the next step. Yeah, we wrote the script, had everything set up. Like, Jose, we got his email address from him. Like, we were all ready to do it, and then we stopped. Yeah, I don't know why, but it's been a long enough time. This is like a year and a half, two years ago now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that script also was, like, written in, like, like one in the morning on a yeah, Tuesday night. Yeah. yeah, like, we're wasted. Yeah. So, anyway, we're going to do a... Since we don't think it's going to get to Jose again, we're going to do a table read of the script and let it uh, live on that way. Yeah, and I think... Once we, uh, we record this, we might email it to Jose, and uh, we'll see what he thinks about it all. Yeah, who knows? Maybe it can still happen. Yeah. Hey, Jose, it's Rick. Rick? Rick who? Rick DeLingus. Uh, we talked about the show, the cartoon. Oh, yeah, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, man? Thank you. What's going on? Nothing. Uh, so I talked to the creative guys, and uh, they want to send you a package of, like, a uh, script and some drawings and stuff. Okay. But what, what exactly do they want to do? What do they want to do? Yeah, you said I'm a little confused here. Yeah, so they sent it to Comedy Central and a couple other places, and they got a hit back from Comedy Central saying that they liked uh, the original pilot script they sent. And they want to see more, so we're trying to figure out some some good angles to send back to them, and we think you'd be a great addition to it. So, are you talking about a voiceover? Yeah, yeah, voiceover. Okay. So, what's the next step? Uh, the next step, if you want to give me your email address or something, they can. I can have them send you uh, the script and stuff, so you can read it, make sure you like it. You know. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh... Sorry, that's ours. All right, great. All right, I will get them in touch with you. I'll have them email that over, and then uh, we can go from there, all right? So what do they have, a bunch or something? How does it work? How does what work? You're talking about this voiceover. They have to have a budget for it. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, these guys are out of Boston. They, uh, I don't know whose dad has money, but one of them does, and they, uh, they're, they're design guys from some pretty good schools, so they got a good plan. Yeah, but we need to know what's going on, so if I like the script, just tell, tell him yes, and then what? Well, if you like the script, um, yeah, 
we'll uh, we'll maybe we'll record you talking a little bit just to see how how that sounds. I mean, they're I'm kind of the middleman on this. They're the ones with the creative vision, so they just want to have a good package to send back to Comedy Central so that they can take the next step. Okay, yeah, they got to put together a contract or something too. They just you just can't have me read a script, uh, do a voiceover, and just do it and just say just send it over to Comedy Central. It's going to be a script, everything involved. Right, right, yeah. No, they they have their own guys. Yeah, they contract the whole combination. Right, yeah, they have their own guys for that. So yeah, they'll they'll definitely cover that with you. Okay, go ahead, send me a script. I'll read it and let's see what happens. All right, great, sounds good. Thanks, Jose. All right, thanks. Have a good one. Here's a few select tweets of Jose Canseco as read by Greg. This vest is so tight on me that I have to pee like a donkey. Maybe we'll marry a robot. I heard Japan has gorgeous ones. I like the idea a tie with no shirt. I tell you what, when I was playing baseball, they were definitely way better looking girls in the stands. If I asked to speak at the White House nerd dinner, I'll do an anthropomorphic talk on Trump dragon painting and its meaning. <laughs> Tired of picking up all these dog shits, walking my new Great Dane. The way this neighborhood treated my goats, I'm leaving these karma piles. <laughs> Clean your crabs after cooking them and you can enjoy their mustard too. My hair is so soft and manageable. Okay, so that's the end of part one of my close personal friend, Jose Canseco. If you like what you heard, check out part two, which is a script reading of Planet Crashers, a script that we're signing Jose Canseco, where he thinks he's be part of a cartoon voicing an alien overlord based off his tweet that we read the day before.